0: Welcome to episode 11 of the MPO Sports Podcast. I'm Tim, and I'm joined by Jeremy and Aaron, which I'll introduce to you very shortly. Uh, it is actually 9:15, a bit late for us um, today on the 12th. No, the 10th. Sorry, of the 12th. I'm just—it's got the American date on my computer. I do apologise. It's, it's still the
1: still 10th?
0: 10th. It's not the 11th. No, it, but then again, the way we go it could be the 11th. Yeah. Now, normally I would have a little bit of a torment and my torment this week is related to past cricketers that think they still know the ins and outs and everything of the game. Ian Chappell whinging about something that um, Aaron will be ranting about later on. I think there's a time and a place when these aged commentators that have played the game that haven't played it since 1970, friggin nine or something, yeah. just commentate. Um, You know, Ian Chappell, seriously, mate, next you'll be whinging about how much of a prick of a man Don Bradman was, like you usually do. Seriously, Ian, just commentate or write articles to the newspaper and shut the effing up. Leave it for the new breed of commentators. All right, that was just a, a pretty unemotional rant by me for a change. Now we'll move on um, and introduce the boys. Jeremy, how you been? Good, good, Tim, how are we going? Not too bad. Just a bit pissy about um, Ian Chapel whinging and whining. Is that the
1: only thing you're pissy about?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the no coverage at um, at um, Irish Murphy's for the phone. Uh, how are you going, Woody? Is
1: that the only thing? That is no, the Nothing regarding any other sports?
0: No, no. I've got over the Champion League. Oh, so all, right, shut all, right. Up.
1: all right. I was just
2: checking. <laughs> and how are you going, Woody? <clears throat> I'm going well, thanks, guys.
0: All right. Well, Woody's going well, and due to Woody having a a bedtime um, that we've gone past, we'll move on to the next segment, which is the AFL. And if people are actually aware of life, they would know last night was the AFL draft in which um, the teams, which before we get right into it, one frustrating thing I find is this mid-friggin... Wheeling and dealing during the draft because I watched my team go from the 24th pick to about the 26th or 27th. How many trades
1: did Collingwood pull off? They pulled <coughs> off about
0: 25 <laughs> trades the last night. Yeah, uh, look, it, in all seriousness, it's really um, frustrating when yeah. you're watching your team's pick go backwards. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later mm. when you ask me about my club. No worries. What about you? Woody? What were your
2: original thoughts? Um, I. <laughs> Was trying to pay attention to it um, It just Dragged on way too long Really So they did the first two rounds of the draft And it took four and a half hours Yeah yeah, it Just ridiculous After the first hour no one cares
1: Yeah and the <coughs> first half an hour Was just fluffing when they could have just said Right I straight to All Yeah right,
2: that's let's right go, and Let's as, go
1: straight to pick one Instead of
3: half
2: an well, hour as, fluff. As Tim said, like just picks getting pushed back. Carlton was meant to have their first pick at thirty-one, and it ended up being thirty-eight.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, this is all because of this academy stuff, academy and bidding, and that's why we're seeing all these trades during the um, during the drafts. Is uh, clubs find out they haven't quite got enough points to get their, <coughs> to get the, the bid, the academy bid <coughs> that they want and end up having to wheel, uh, wheel some deals uh, with other clubs. And
2: They've all finally come, come to their senses, though, the AFL. Because next year, and I've been saying this for a couple <coughs> of years, that the first round should be uncompromised and free from academy bids. So next year, that's actually going to be the case. Your first round pick will be your first round pick. You can do your live trading and all that sort of stuff, but your academy bids are going to be a thing of the past, which is a move in the right direction. I think
1: so. I think it's too convoluted, just just quietly. And um, <clears throat> uh, good on good on them for having the academies, but uh, it just uh, it's a little bit of a mess when you're watching the draft nowadays. So.
0: Maybe instead of having the draft for the academies or having them part of the draft, just cap how many academy guys you can put on your list. Don't put them in the draft. Just, you know, and you've say, done the academy. Say, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah you've done, hey,
1: you can go to that club. That's
0: right. You're you're at the St Kilda Academy. anyway. These half dozen players are at the St Kilda <laughs> Academy. They're ready to play senior football. They can just go. They, maybe they can be part of
2: the rookie list or something yeah. like that.
1: Was there a bid not matched last night? Did anybody not match a bid?
2: Um, I, oh, oh, as I said, like it dragged on way too long and I lost it interest in it very quickly. So yeah,
1: yeah but I, sure. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did not see a big match. Not matched,
2: you mean? Oh, not, not
1: matched. So that, that's no, fair. That
0: yeah. That's, yeah. Fair. that's fair. All right, well, moving on. Um, we've pretty much nearly done the segment. So, Woody, quickly, were you happy with your mob's performance with what they picked up?
2: Um, I was happy that our first pick, we spent it on a... Small forward, but I was unhappy on who he spends it on. There's a bloke that's been running around in the sandful for the last couple of years for Woodville West Torrens, named James Rowe. He um, led their goal kicking this year, and he kicked 38 goals from 16 games. Um, and I think he's kicked something like um, at an average of nearly two goals a game his whole sandful career, and he's only 21 years old. So I was hoping we'd pick up him.
1: How he's only is?
2: 21. Yeah, 21. yeah, he's 21, but um, that's mature. Right? Yeah, he's. <laughs> Oh, it definitely is, but yeah, he's the knock on him from the club is, oh, he doesn't put on enough forward pressure and he doesn't kick goals. Well, he kicked nearly three goals a game this year. That's better than laying two tackles.
1: I'm not sure what they want and what they're getting from the 39-year-old. I'd I'd
2: rather me forward kick goals than tackle the opponent because every time you tackle, that means you've been second to the ball. (coughs) Yeah,
1: you don't have it. Um, uh, My cats apparently weren't in the draft because they got rid of all their picks to get Jeremy Cameron, but it ended up not being the case. Uh, They reasoned
2: their way back in.
1: Yeah, just out of nowhere. They just traded their first round pick for next year uh, to Richmond for pick 20 this year. Um, For a bloke named Max Holmes. Now, uh, Max Holmes is it's kind of like a similar path to which, to which uh, Mark Wittsavs went down. He's like an athlete, steeplechase He heel. could also
0: be a bit of trouble for the club moving forward if he's related to John Holmes. Uh, well,
1: my word, he could. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah he's, a, he's a
0: hurdler and he comes from... <clears throat> Good stock. He's the one whose mother was an Olympian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: was, yeah I think Stamford
0: had come
2: on games as well. Mm. But mum was, was, the...
1: The... Yeah, yeah, was... Yeah, they gave, uh, Geelong gave up... Next year's first for pick twenty out of nowhere, so that was that, rather. That's rare. another
2: bugbear of mine, though, because they've gone and picked an ath- a guy with athletic athletic ability <coughs> uh, more so than footballing ability.
1: Yeah, obviously they, they back Geelong, back their culture in his, in terms of uh, teaching, teaching people how to play the game, I suppose.
0: And just quickly, Tim, the Saints. Yes, the Saints. Wow. What did the Saints do? Actually, Woody would be quite happy. St Kilda's first pick was Matthew Allison at pick 26, who is a, um, a forward, a lead-up forward, I believe. But he actually comes from football pedigree because his father played at Coburg, I think it was, mm-hmm. under the Phil Cleary era. So the guy must have been able to play a bit of football. Um, and I thought, oh, is that another four? But then I think moving forward, at his age and King's age, we could end up having two decent forwards in a few years' time. So that's probably not a silly thing because by that time, Membry and guys like that may be the other side of their career. Um, and then they went for a mature-age defender, Tom Highmore, at pick 45, apparently a good intercept mark. So I don't think they um, failed St Kilda well, I don't in the picks. I don't think Wilkie was a high draft. No, he wasn't. I think he was quite late. And they've, he's, they've filled
2: um, a couple of needs, and that's really all you can ask for. They've, they've, they've found some holes in their list, and they've picked guys that play in those holes. So, and, and the other thing really too, what he is is they've for.
0: been very proactive the last two trade periods. So, I didn't expect much, they would have much um, collateral into yeah, this draft. Anyway, no. no. All right. So moving
2: forward, they're going right to have on. expectations in the next couple of years. The Saints, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's healthy for
0: the game. It's healthy for us supporters.
2: All right, so that's the AFL in a nutshell.
0: Um, Now we'll go on to the USA Sports, and the boys are wanting to talk a bit about the um, very quickly approaching NBA season. Okay, Jez, what's going on in the NBA with trades and a bit of a preview down the track of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks as we Um, restart? Firstly, of course,
1: there's a lot of player movement, but uh, of late, of late, there's been some player movement. And who knows, by the time this pod comes out, there may be more, so... Don't hold us to that. Um, Russell, Russell Westbrook got traded from the Houston Rockets for John Wall to the, to the Washington Wizards. Now um, They're similar type players, aren't they, Woody?
2: Yeah, they definitely are. But the question marks are over Wall's durability and will he actually play? He, he hasn't played for nearly two years. So um, those injuries are a big concern. Yeah,
1: and he's uh, well. They're both they both owe a lot of money. I think Um, uh, just by recollection, Westbrook is uh, owed north of fifty million bucks in the final season of his contract, and that and that, by the way, is a player option. What do you reckon he
2: might do? Do you reckon he might pick that up, Woody? I. I probably would take that option for him, given the chance. Yeah. Yes. If I was making the decisions, I'd probably take 50 million myself. So,
0: do the NBA operate a bit like the AFL, where the new team only partially pay the wage, or they have to take on the whole contract? uh,
1: The contract, the the player, the player's full (coughs) player and the full contract gets traded to the other team as well.
0: Okay. So there's no room. So that's
1: why uh, when, when teams trade with each other, they have to match up salaries.
0: So, basically, a player like Westbrook, probably you you would weigh up whether or not it's viable. So, like a lot of Bron James, you'd probably take his contract every day of the week if he wanted to come to you. Where Westbrook, you'd probably think about it, wouldn't
1: you? Yes, you would. But um, the, the bloke he was traded for, John Wall, is on a pretty similar contract. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. He he himself is owed a lot of money over the over the next four. And, you know, in a market like Washington, though, no, he was like, I don't know. He, he was the face of Washington. I don't know. It's like as soon as he signs, as soon as he signs a contract, he just becomes he just becomes the damaged goods automatically as soon as he signs it. But no, he was just a, he was a, he was an iconic player for Washington. Yeah, and yeah, I don't I don't think they erred in yeah you know, giving him his giving him his contract. Like who else is, who else were they going to get with it, with that type of money? Yeah. Uh, um, well,
2: that's. Thing yeah. too for Washington, as as Jeremy's already said, they are on similar type of money. So from Washington's perspective, um, and they're a similar type player, so you're getting the same type of player and the same type for the same type of money. Why not get one that's actually going to get on the court?
1: Yeah, yeah, Russ. And Russ before before the season halted last year due to COVID, he was tearing up the league. Actually, he was playing really well. Uh, when they come back in the bubble, he got COVID. Uh, he he injured himself. Is this Westbrook you're talking yeah, about? Westbrook? Yeah, Westbrook. Yep. Or Westbrook. Westbrook, as you call. It. Uh, yes, he's, uh, his his decision making can, can be left wanting at times. Oh, Russell. He. Uh, so if you're a, if you're a Washington fan, be prepared to be frustrated a few times, particularly I, at
0: the end of games. Well, season. I found with him watching, obviously, my NBA is I follow the Lakers. Um, I even watch him in the playoffs against the Lakers. He's a dickhead. I'm sorry. He has too much to say. When he's getting beaten, you never yap you never when you're getting flogged or When you, as a player, as an individual. The team but him as a player had little to no impact on the game and he's gobbled off.
1: What, what, <coughs> I'll play devil's, devil's advocate here. What, what I actually do admire about him is that no matter what he's doing, mm. he goes at 110%. I don't think there's many players in the league. Um, so
0: he went at 110%, pathetic. Um, not in, a, in that said, game he was pathetic. Maybe
1: in a moment he was uh, <coughs> in the heat of the moment, uh,
2: but I'll tell you what I like about. I mean, him I'm, not his, I'm not his greatest
1: fan
0: either. I'm not his greatest fan no. at no. all. I, I'm just posing. I've always been taught in sport: no. you never yap yeah, when you're not having a good game. Yeah, a nice. you
1: know. You, all, if you know American athletes, there's all types of different characters.
2: They've all got an ego. Now, what I like about him going to Washington is. It's the perfect sort of team for him because much like Harden, I don't think a team that's got him as the focal point is going to be a mm. championship contender. But Washington aren't a big market for... In well, terms they, of fans. They've got, Brad, they got Bradley Beal. And are going to be looking at maybe... Oh, he is, but they're going to be looking at probably at best maybe a six, seven, eight seed, and I think that's the team that Westbrook's best suited for because they're going to bring fan, He's going to bring fans in and viewership that otherwise wouldn't be, and he it's can good, elevate yeah. them and get them a few more wins he's and a higher interest. seed. He's going, um, to, and he's going
1: to be able to. He's going to be able to turn back. Right. In, he's going to be able to turn back into Westbrook again as well because when he was at Houston, he did that's right. Because he can
2: run the show. He'll he will run the show. He, and he that's did a was, of, uh,
1: did a lot of did a lot of standing around in the Houston <laughs> office.
2: Yeah, like I, I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and I've I've spoken to Jeremy a few times, and I was I was actually hoping that Orlando would make a big play for him because I think Did that's I the perfect NBA? sort of player. For, uh, sometimes, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that's <laughs> the perfect a sort
2: of player for for the team, for a team in Orlando's position where they're sort of stuck between seventh and tenth most years. Um, it's just a good move for Washington. I we think. don't want to. We don't
1: want to spin. Too much about in Westbrook. Um, he's he's made in Houston. He's um, he's making it known not too subtly that he doesn't want to be there next year. What do you what do you do if you're Houston? You just got to pull that trigger, soon. <coughs> what do you think they're gonna? do you think they're gonna take their time until the right deal sort of comes along? A bit oh, they, of have
2: to, they, they have to wait for the right deal, but. With with the other teams coming in, you really need to be realistic about what you're getting with Harden um, and what you're going to give up. So there's even talk that he might end up in Philly. Um, but if you're Philly, I wouldn't be confident about throwing Ben Simmons in a package, which is what would be required to get him. It would be. Because Houston, 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 be, Houston
1: wouldn't be asking for Ben Simmons.
2: And so they should. Yeah. But if you're Philly... Um, I don't think you do the deal if it involves giving up Simmons because I think Simmons adds a lot more to the team dynamic than Harden okay. ever will
0: but is Harden the future of Philly though that's the question is he the other he's the other uh, side of 30 isn't yeah, he yeah, yeah yeah so he's yep. not the future so you're giving up the future for a now is yep. but how long's that now going to be um uh,
1: well, there's two there's mm. two factors here <clears throat> Uh, Daryl Morey used to be Houston's general manager. He's now mm-hmm. with, he's now with Philly, which that could that could that could make, <coughs> that could make the deal work, or it could knock it on the head because I don't think the Houston owner was particularly fond of what uh, Morey did, just switching teams. Mm-hmm. But, so, can you see Morey and uh, Maury and Til- Tilman Fertitta working hashing through a deal? I I don't think so.
2: No, neither do I. But I think Harden would actually, if there's a fit for Harden, it probably would be, could be at Philly um, if they gave up Simmons. Because Simmons and Embiid usually fight for position under the post um, between themselves. Whereas if Philly get Harden in and Simmons out, um, Harden likes to hang around the outside. So that frees up Embiid to play probably his best game but you, you upset the team dynamic in a big way um, and you lose a lot of distribution and probably and that, let's a not bit forget better a lot, drive lot, and vision and passing. A lot of defence um, as well. Coming from your playmaker and Simmons is about a million times <coughs> better defender than Harden will ever be. Yeah. Question
0: for Harden, though, right? um, about Harden, right? Is he capable of taking Philadelphia to the finals, though?
1: Well, you, know, you nearly took Houston to the finals... Yeah, probably a couple of times. All they did was just run into Golden State or the Lakers. Mm. Well, they had they had they had a sixty five uh, <coughs> win season where they got Golden State to a game seven in the conference finals. So, um, see, yeah. Harden
2: doesn't have the um, the right mentality to um, <coughs> um, get the team over the line. I don't think. And if you're looking at game six and game seven, yeah, um, um, and because actions... he's he's he's. He's very much a selfish player in that yeah. sense. So if the is game's he? tied, yeah. right, yeah. he? he's is just he? going to get the ball. He'll is want he? to do it all himself. Yeah. From a
0: layperson's perspective, watching him, I think his answer when the heat's on is to flop and try and get to the stripe.
2: Yeah, does right. love a free throw.
0: Yeah, oh, that's love that's a from a novice's yeah. view. Yeah. And I yeah. just don't think he, that wins
2: games for you. I, in pilots, he loves I think, to exaggerate all the contact and he loves yeah, getting cheap free his, throws.
1: That's that's his game. But is, it, is, he, is he diminishing his value a little bit with terms, in terms of clubs wanting to take him on? Um, in Houston, they pretty much gave him whatever he wanted. Uh, I think why?
2: there's only a small market for him. <laughs> I think so. Dwight
1: got out of there. He was only there for a year. He did, he, got yep. of, he got out of there. Um where did he end up again? Uh, oh, God, he went to Atlanta or something like that.
2: Um, I think he, it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it was Lakers, yeah. then Houston, then he went to like the Hawks or something like that. Uh, Chris, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. they And they had a very good 65-win season, and he got up here to dodge. Russell
2: Westbrook. Russell, 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 Russell Westbrook. Howard's ended up in Philly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Question anyway, so He has now, with, with um, yeah. Harden, boys. Um will he, when he finishes, be classed as one of the greats? Because he's potentially going to go through with no success. All right, well, if he's one of the greats, if you had him prime and Larry Bird prime, who would you be taking in your team?
1: Larry
0: Bird. There you go. So how can he be one of the greats when he's not even comparable to one of the greats?
2: No, No, it's it's not like he's not comparable. It's just that...
1: You can say one's great. It's the same same as
2: if you said... It's the same as if you said, "Would you take Michael Jordan or Larry Bird?" I'd take Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean that Larry Bird wasn't great. You could argue. You could, well, you yeah, could we,
0: argue. We know where I stand on that, though. I'd take Larry Bird yeah. but anyway. You could argue. <laughs> you
2: could
1: argue that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Mm. That doesn't mean he's a better player a better teammate.
0: And, well, Kareem Abdul Dubar is the best scorer of all time. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, um, yep. I mean, and, and what, Russell Westbrook. The, Russell Westbrook uh, basically requested a trade out of their first before a Harden even did. So, yeah, you tell me who the problem is. But After three players got up here, It
0: must be so demoralising in a tight game and you're watching your teammate flop instead of fighting for the ball. Flop for a, a free throw. Like, it's, it's got to have an impact on the squad. I don't care how good they think he is at scoring.
2: Anyway, it was, uh, was a good... But it's idea. not just that as well. It's just, <clears throat> the, it's tight at the end of the game and you've got four blokes out on the court that know that they're not going to get to touch the ball either, no matter how good a position they're in. Well, we've
0: actually got about two minutes left of the James Harden section. Um, we may want to discuss a couple of the maybe round one games or maybe project who we think might be the ones to beat this year. Um,
1: obviously, obviously <coughs> the Lakers have improved. They haven't stood pat that Dramatically. They're going to be favourites. Yeah, I think they're short-price favourites to win the championship next year.
0: Surely, um, that would depend on a, a normal season, whether or not LeBron can stand up for it with his age.
1: Why would you bet against him? He's standing up every He'll single year. Fine. He'll every be fine. Every single year.
0: And he, he, he's 35 <coughs> and he's in, in his 17th year and he's still... And probably more more important on the Lakers yeah. um, is AD signing for five years. That's just showing and, where he wants to be, and, isn't it?
1: And LeBron, <coughs> LeBron LeBron extended for another two years. So that sees him for uh, uh, three. In terms of the chasing pack, uh, the Clippers will still be there. <coughs> Um, I don't think... They didn't get better or worse. They kind of stagnated. Um, De- and the the Nuggets will probably get a column. little bit better. Yeah, def- I think so. Um, uh, Denver, they didn't really get super better. If anything, that lost players. They that,
2: that, that, that will improve just because they've got a younger squad and just that yeah. natural progression. But just
1: a natural improvement.
0: What about the Bucks? Are they going to improve? Uh,
1: dep- it will depend on whether Giannis Sons that extension. He's got a big extension coming up with his Judas on, I think December 21st. Um, and, and should he not sign it There's going to be a lot of A lot of conjecture A lot of hearsay Around, around the team For pretty much the whole year Because he's coming out the contract <coughs> So that might play on the, That might weigh on the minds Of the team Just but, on just, Giannis Particularly for if they get The playoffs in a, in
0: a tight Playoff series Just on Yannis For a sec um, why was there speculation that AD was sitting back waiting to see what Giannis does? What was the... No, don't, don't listen to it. It's just... It was uh, just speculation. And was just, uh, just, yeah. Twitter, just, <clears> just
1: Twitter throat> Twitter, throat> Twitter, garbage. Don't, don't listen to yeah. it. I wouldn't rule it out. Just, <laughs> I wouldn't... Don't, don't, take, I'd take it with a grain of so. salt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, Phoenix might, might finally make the playoffs.
2: Um, yeah, I think they're shaping
1: up well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> I, without, especially without Harden, I, I see Houston dropping out. Uh, Golden State might sneak in minus Clay Thompson. They might be worse as well. Don't be surprised. Um, but it's yeah going to be the usual suspects in the four in the West and the East. Uh, I think Brooklyn, <coughs> Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, they're definitely going to be right up at the point. end. You take yeah, Brooklyn, the Bucks, don't, don't the just, Heat will surely be there yeah, again.
1: Yeah, Brooklyn Bucks Heat Celtics. <coughs> I think that, I think they're the four.
2: That probably covers it really in the mm-hmm. east, doesn't it? There's yeah. probably not too many outside those four that would be <clears> undermined.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. The rest, the rest are all.
2: I mean, of course, Philly, but Philly have got to prove it to us. Really, they, all they've
1: proven so far is they're pretty dysfunctional. And hopefully, Doc Rivers yeah, can job. get them get them to gel a little bit. Uh, but. Time will tell.
0: Just quickly, what is the start date of the NBA for the listeners?
1: Uh, December 23 in Australia <coughs> yep. or December 22 over there.
0: <coughs> is there any Christmas Day games yeah, this
1: year? Uh, Boxing Day in Australia or Christmas Day, Christmas Day games over there. There are. There's five games normally. Yep. Um, I can't reel them off off the top of my head, but I, I think... The- they have actually <laughs>
2: loaded it up this year, though. Yeah, they
1: have. Um, so there more games?
2: No, no, just in terms of the matchups, Every game will be worth watching. Well, the, well, the Clippers, the
1: Clip, no, I think the Clippers are playing Denver, who they, who just, who they just lost to in that yeah. playoff series. Uh, I think Warriors are playing the Bucs. Uh, Lakers are playing the Dallas Mavericks. So Luka, Luka Doncic <coughs> is coming to town. There's, enough, there's another team you could probably throw in, in the West that could contend as well, should they stay healthy.
2: Okay. If they gel, I think, yeah. yeah. Definitely one uh, to watch. Maybe for next year and the year after, I think. But I'll maybe back, not this year.
1: I'll, I'll back Luca in over everybody, but I'll back Luca and us <laughs> in even more. Over most. Like, yeah. If, 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 uh, if KP can just stay injury free.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I think that's enough of, um, well, USA Sports um, full stop because we've well and truly met the time. We'll get on to some NFL probably next episode, I'd say. Um, We're on to the World Game, uh, which has been a bloody lot happening. There's been Champions League, there's been the regular leagues. We'll start with the EPL, and I believe um, a matter of a week ago, our three teams were in the top five or so.
1: So the uh, cream is rising to
0: the top? (coughs) Well, you could have said it was, but I think it's changed again um, since that. That's how close it is at the moment. What do you got, the, got for us, Jim? Well, that's very, it's very tight to at the top. Uh,
1: I, I, top. Tottenham and Liverpool are tied at 24 points apiece and Chelsea two points behind. Leicester are on 21. Aaron, can,
2: you just, can you just repeat who was top again,
1: <clears throat> uh, tottenham Pottspur would be on top. Aaron? They've been there before. Thank you. Thank you. For um, yeah,
0: <laughs> Leicester, they, 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 they could be on top. Davis bus is coming. The Davis bus service is coming can, for Tottenham.
1: Can, don't oh, you worry. It's not far off. They <laughs> can be on top in December. That's fine. Uh, I think
2: the most interesting thing about the table at the moment is you got Man City in seventh, six knotted, points yeah. off top. They're going to make a run at some point.
1: <coughs> there they are. And I think they just spanked Burnley 5-0, didn't they? So, um, I'll, yeah. I'll
0: get on a limb here. Man City aren't as good as what they have been in the past, so... Oh, no, they haven't, but
2: they will go on a five or six-game win streak and get themselves right back in the mix. That's just what they do. And since I talked up Everton a couple of episodes ago, they've dropped from first to ninth.
0: So, can I, can I just point <laughs> out, um, Manchester City fans, you are destined for the relegation
2: after what he's just talked up? Just about. I'm going to talk up Arsenal as well then. Let's see if that works. <laughs> Although, they're doing a- Good job of getting to the relegation. Hello, Phil. Themselves. We love you, Phil.
1: <laughs> I, I, I would not want to see our, Phil, our mate Phil Kimber's mood should they uh, drop to the drop zone. <laughs> uh,
2: so. Oh, imagine if they imagine if they lost <laughs> another couple in the next few weeks. He will be
1: fuming, <laughs> and it will be, be great he will be, he will be filthy. Um, just, uh, yeah,
2: just going over. It's not it. quite
0: Melbourne fuming, but fuming just the same.
2: Oh, it's simmering. Don't worry about that. Yeah, so the cream's rising to the top. Um,
1: obviously, Chelsea, Chelsea 2-0 over New over Newcastle. Um, oh, that, was, that was ages ago. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, Chelsea,
2: Chelsea, Chelsea. Isn't Chelsea? See, it was ages ago. We've had an international break there too. Yeah, Ger, have, so yeah, yeah. So that'll be yeah. why.
1: Yeah, Chelsea and Le- Leeds. Chelsea beat Leeds 3-1. Uh, should have been uh, Leeds. No, Chelsea should have had four, except they missed a shot from about 30 centimetres out. And how you hit the top of the crossbar <laughs> from 30 centimetres out. Yeah.
0: Um, you could do that another nine times, you're going to score the back of the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: that's right. How could you not score? <laughs> it would be harder to miss. Um, uh, Liverpool put short work into the Wolves and something. <clears throat> four zip. Tottenham. Tottenham beat the uh, old rival Arsenal 2-0, which uh, you, weren't, you weren't too upset about, were you,
3: Aaron?
2: No, I was quite pleased with that, to be honest. I actually was a bit nervous going into that game, given that mm. Tottenham don't normally handle the pressure of those bigger games too well in no, recent years. But And speaking, <laughs> speaking, they, of, um, speaking of
1: Manchester teams making runs, I think, I think United might be on one.
0: Well, they'd want to do something in the EPL because they've been and since have than in the Champions. League. Well, they just
2: they just they have got a chance to go on a run in the Europa League now.
1: <laughs> <a> good run <laughs> the Europa. League.
0: Can I just say, you win the Europa League, you get a Champions League spot. So, no, you do. That's right. So, you know, it's it's another it's another pathway.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't argue with that. Uh, Spain, would Woody.
2: <clears throat> yep. So Atletico Madrid is still leading the way there. So they're. Are we saying a changing the
1: guard in regard,
2: oh, I, I think we might <clears> be because you've got um, Real Madrid there. They've got a game in hand. So Sorry, over Real Sociedad, who are second, but they have two games in hand. Uh, sorry, Athletic Game Madrid are on top with on, two games in hand. On, on and Thursday, then, yeah, Real Madrid yeah. are off the pace. So they could potentially be 10, 12 points off top spot. Um, uh, even after the catch-up games. And then we're only 10 games in, but already Barcelona are 12 points off the pace. Um, and we've spoken about the troubles that they've had in previous episodes, so we won't go too much into that. And they lost but, um, in um, their Champions League
0: game against Juventus too, not scoring yeah, at all. Yeah, they did.
2: So. It'll be interesting to see how the if the season continues on a similar path like this. We might have... Um, Real Madrid and Barcelona both miss the Champions League placing, placings, which would just be massive. That, really, that's you, you, a huge story. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't imagine.
1: It's a massive fall from grace. Barcelona were heads and shoulders of the, best, the best club in the in the world. Um, there's there's some
2: serious issues behind the scenes there, and I don't think we'll really understand the full extent of it for some time.
0: I would say we'll probably find out when um, Messi writes his memoirs. When Messi leaves.
2: That's right. Maybe even when you um, just
0: watch it
2: no This is probably given given the fact that Real Madrid and Barcelona are out of it, it actually gives a lot more interest to um, La Liga, which is generally just a two horse race and you're looking to see who's finishing third to sixth. Um, yeah. but yeah, this this, is this season is definitely shaving up to be a lot better. We'll
1: see, uh, see how that turns out. Oh, uh, at, least there's some, at least there's some interest in the table of the uh, La Liga, which hasn't been a great deal before. Um, on to Germany. And um, we're sorting out the wheat from the chat here in
2: uh, Germany, aren't we?
1: Buying yeah, uh, it just... back up to where they...
2: Bologna. They're up at the top. They're going to... They'll pull away <laughs> and everyone else is playing for second. Um, Bayer Leverkusen... Red Bull Leipzig, Borussia Dortmund—they're going to be probably filling out the top four, but no one's going to keep pace with Bayern Munich. Not even Borussia Mönchengladbach, Tim.
0: Yes, that's. Um, we might run team, a competition one day and players. see who who can pronounce it uh, with the uh, ring, ring people. Uh, the
1: Red Bull Red Bull <coughs> Leipzig did uh, manage to share the points with the with the. Uh, Bayern, the aforementioned the, team. The
2: aforementioned Bayern, Bayern Um, Robert Lewandowski. Um, again, we're speaking about him playing. He's leading the way for the goal scoring over in Germany as well. And, and then you've got um, Thomas Muller and Kingsley Coleman. They're up the top in the assists as far as the league goes as well. So when you've got the... The leading scorer in the league and two of the top three um, assists coming from the playmakers. There, mm. um, you're probably in a pretty decent spot.
1: In fact, uh, uh, Syria, Syria uh, <clears throat> uh, waiting for your, <clears throat> waiting for Juventus to make a bit of a jump. Up well, there. They, they have
2: in the last couple of weeks. They're slowly, slowly, slowly getting back. I question
0: if things are quite good there too, with all the speculation. More than normal about um, a guy that they've only just recruited a couple of years ago wanting out, Mr. Ronaldo. Yeah,
1: there's always going to be speculation with those big players. It's cut part and parcel of He's it. only been
0: there a couple of years, and there's speculation to yeah. worry. Yeah, there's,
1: there's Yeah, a bit but of worry. at
2: the same time, he's also um, sort of mid 30s. So. Um, He's going to have issues with form and all that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, it's just so, to be expected with someone at uh, that age too. I think.
1: And AC AC Milan and Inter Milan, uh, one and two. They're leading the way. Yeah, AC, AC five points clear. Uh, just in, in the cha- in the Champions League, we've got any results here. If I turn the page on the rundown here, does it? Will they have any Manchester United results? And... Um, no. I can tell you, I can gone. give the Manchester somebody, United can results. Us, can somebody tell us what that
0: was? Um, unfortunately, 15 minutes in, we were two nil down.
1: That's you're, uh, you're you're pushing the proverbial <coughs> uphill. Yes, yet. and
2: being, being two nil down isn't conducive to winning, though I don't n- believe. No,
0: and then because I happened to watch the match, um, Bruno hit the um, horizontal. Mm-hmm on a free kick yep. One of those ones If it was 2 mil lower It would have gone in And it would have been 2-1 We then went He has
2: been in Fine form the last month though He has I'll been Sensationally well
0: A little bit more consistency And he could be in the In the sort of class Of world class Because he can actually play But, but Do you um, think
1: um, Do you think it's time We went on safari? On safari? Yeah like right
0: now It's uh, I
1: think it's time For a bit of line watch Isn't it?
0: Lion Watch Lion <laughs> Watch, yes Funny you say that um, it's,
1: it's our new segment here on the NPO It's called Lion Watch
0: Yes um, I think actually we're, we're very In sport in general um, At the moment In elite sport We're very blessed to see a lot of people In their senior years Still doing it as good as the young ones And one in particular We always say is LeBron James but I would argue the soccer equivalent or the world game equivalent would have to be Arm. <coughs> that guy is what is he? Thirty nine now? Yes, we've done so. Yeah, he has
2: to be thirty eight or thirty nine. Well, yeah, and, and, and rightfully
0: um, so too. He's, uh, he's
1: pulling you know, If you can, um, if you can uh, just get his stats together for the next pod, Tim, and we'll just oh, have, we will, and we'll and look at and him closer, we'll just, uh, and we'll just have another have another line watch.
0: We will, and yeah, just uh, just on yeah, line before we go for a break. Um, there was a lovely little comment he made recently. He reckons he should recruit Chelsea, not Chelsea recruit him because he's one more silverware. Facts. It's facts. He's and not
2: wrong. He's not wrong, is he? The comment, as you com- already comment goes uh,
0: straight into the loin's den, isn't
2: it? It
3: does.
0: Anyway, um, just um, before we go to the break, just to steal a bit of advice from Slatter, and if you guys that are married out there looking for a gift for Christmas for your wife, Maybe get a self-portrait and get a frame to give it to her. That's what Slatown did to his wife a couple of years ago and just said Merry Christmas. We need
1: to, we need to get someone we can plan to do that. So we, maybe, <laughs> maybe we
0: could get Phil Kimber back. He <laughs> might yeah, want to do to. Anyway, we're going to go for a break. Um, other side of the break, we'll be discussing everything that's combat sports. So stay tuned. Go get a cup or a beer, whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to us and we'll see you on the other side of it. Catch up. We're back from a bit of a break, and we've um, topped up our uh, mugs with a bit of um, XPA, and now on- and coconut lager, too. and yes, and now we're on to a bit of stout, the coconut lager from um, Little Creatures. Maybe one day they might might want us to professionally give them a plug, but at this stage, we give no plugs. Now let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start back. We haven't had a chance to do NFL um, in the, in one of the previous uh, USA Sports segments we had earlier so woody was going to give us a bit of a spiel on his beliefs or non beliefs in the steelers yeah uh, woody um i believe you have
2: a
1: you've got your eye on fraud. a fraud like oh, i G- do you're and a bit like donald, I j- think- donald j trump you're you got your eyes peeled for a, for a fraud in
2: a nfl speech oh, or woody are and i think news. The- I'm probably fake news if you look at me track record with me betting tips and whatever else, but um, I think the Redskins stole me thunder a little bit, didn't they, by knocking off the Steelers? Because I've been talking for a couple of weeks to you guys about how I think they've uh, got a bit of a padded record. Yeah, well,
1: we are well it would have been a juicy segment had they been 12-0 instead of 11-1. But
2: they're 11-1, and <coughs> which is still the best record in the NFL. So, I'm just going to go through a few stats on why I don't rate them that highly. Like, they're still a very good side, but I don't see them as a Super Bowl or AFC contender. So, the teams that they've played have got a combined record of 40 wins, 60 losses, and two ties. So, they're not beating the cream of the crop. But that being said, you can only beat who you're up against on the day. Now, the... Steelers do have the number one ranked defence in terms of points per game and they're ranked in the top five in total yards per game and passing yards per game and they're ranked top 10 in rushing yards per game in terms of defence. But the thing that caught me eye the most is with those stats, they've only played one top 10 offence. So that, that skews the numbers a little bit there as well. well um, defense, so the Titans, defensively,
1: they're ranked first, first in points per game.
2: Yeah, and they oh, rank wow. highly yeah. in other areas as well. But as I said, they've only played the Titans, who are a top 10 offense. So it's probably easy to defend against teams that aren't very good and the Titans, offensively. And the Titans still gave them 24, didn't they? They did. So, and eight of the 12 teams have played rank 20th or below in terms of offense as well. So, I think the numbers are skewed. And then, if I've actually got the numbers for their um, Steelers' offense, so they rank sixth um, for points per game at 28.8, um, and then 22nd in total passing uh, in total yards, 16th in total passing yards and 25th in rushing yards. So once they get into the playoffs and play top 10 offences and defences, I think um, they will definitely get found out. Might get
1: found wanting. I I was watching the, I did watch a lot of the Washington game uh, the other other day. And um, I did notice when, when when they're in a bit of trouble, they couldn't. They couldn't run the ball. They, they simply just couldn't. So that makes, no, they can't. And that, that and makes that bench. makes them, makes them make Ben Rosslerberger throw more. <clears throat> and when you're throwing more, Which, you're, more you're more prone to errors. So.
2: <clears throat> and for a guy that's just come off a big layoff with shoulder surgery, um, relying on him to throw is probably not the best plan of attack either. Um, so I think, as you said, they're going to be found wanting come playoffs time. I think, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, the inability to rush the ball is—it's—it's uh, it's going to bite them in the bum uh, at the pointy end of this season. I think. Uh, might, might they still, might they still get the buy that might help them? Um, well,
2: but if you look at the <laughs> last four games, only one's a give isn't it? They, they, they play the Bills this week, which. The Bills could have them covered. Then they play the Bengals, who they'll beat. You would think Indianapolis, um, who are probably the best defensive side, will cause them big trouble. And there's probably not going to be many points in that game. And then they play the Cleveland Browns in the final week. So they they may only win one more game before the season's out. So we'll see if uh, my theory is actually correct.
1: Yeah, watch this space on the dealers, everybody. Yes. Uh, Woody
0: and I, mostly Woody, are not convinced. All right. So just um, listeners, if you're listening to this um, and you don't agree with Woody, hit him up on Twitter, hit him up on our Facebook page, hit him up on our Instagram page. All right. So moving forward, combat sports. Um, there's a fair bit going on in um, boxing coming up, and I believe there's some good fights. But one in particular has caught Woody's eye, and that is Spencer Jr. versus Garcia. Yeah, what so that happened there, last
2: Woody? week. That happened last week. Um, so that's um, that was Spencer Jr.'s first fight in about 14 months. He had a serious car accident in October last year, um, where he ended up in the ICU um, with quite a few injuries. Um, so, he actually looked pretty good. Um, and let's not forget that Danny Garcia is no slouch. Um, so, this was for the Spence Juniors WBC and IBF welterweight titles. So, to come back after a 14-month layoff, um, where a lot of that time you can't actually train, he's come away with a unanimous decision win. Um, two judges scored at 116 to 112, and the other one 117 to 111. Um, so, he goes to 27 and 0. For his record now, um, was he holding so Garcia, the title? Sorry,
0: did he hold the title?
2: He did, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, yeah Garcia is a former champion at welterweight, um, but that that sets up now a lot of talk for Spence Jr. versus Terence Crawford, which geez, that'd be a great fight. Um, and for a lot of people that don't know much about boxing, Terence Crawford, um, he's he's the guy that knocked out Jeff Horn. After Horn defeated Manny Pacquiao, so um, that'd be a very good fight to watch them two go at it. But money's going to play a big factor, and trying to keep their their records, um, as boxers do, will be interesting. But if that fight ever does happen, that's a cracking fight. Yeah,
0: oh, oh I'm sure it is. Um, moving forward, um, our other discussion point, or one of the second of the three discussion points is um, Hunt killing Gallon. Now, um, we might have the opportunity to do a bit of a Facebook Live if we do a plan next Wednesday night and make some comments on our um, page. But um, what are your thoughts, guys, on the potential results? Um, maybe go to Jeremy and see what he thinks. Uh, I'm
1: going to be conservative here. I'm going
2: to say
0: Hunt to murder Gallon, but murder him in round four. In round four. Okay. Woody?
2: Yeah, my thoughts were round four as well. I can't see this going <clears throat> much past round five or six anyway, but I think Gallon's probably going to be a bit tentative early on. Um, and the more reserved he becomes, the more Hunt's going to push forward and yeah, he'll knock him out in yeah, the, the prob- only round way, four would be my guess.
1: Yeah, the only way I can see it going the distance is if it's a wrestling match to begin with.
0: Yeah,
2: or yeah, that's or not Gallon's what Hunt but- does.
0: No, or if Gallen's got the tank to run like a bitch for the whole fight, yeah. which no, I isn't... think he will use as a tactic at some stage. would
2: be very surprised if we see this go into the second half of the scheduled rounds. How many rounds I is it scheduled for? Uh, 10, I believe. And yeah, it's not going past round five or six. So just for, anyway. just for round for four said would mine. be where my money yeah, is.
1: Say, oh, I haven't my said mine. mine,
0: thank you, Jeremy. I actually believe round two, um, Gallon is looking up at the stars. Um, if he's lucky to have his eyes
2: open. Well, Gallon yes. doesn't realise just how hard Hunt hits, I don't think. I think he he's does. He's really underestimating that. I actually
0: disagree. I think he does because isn't it interesting how in the last couple of weeks he's become very humble?
2: Just, just for the lay
1: people who aren't, who aren't across the USC uh, spectrum... Um, Was that was that Hunt's go when he was in the uh, octagon?
2: Was he more of a looking for that knockout blow sort of thing? Was that his go? Yeah, from from the very first second, he he doesn't throw too many punches to set anything up. Every throw throw thrown punch from Mark Hunt is with intent. Yeah, and Um, and you just got to look at his highlight uh, videos with all the walk off KOs he has. And if you talk to any. You talk to most blokes that Mark Hunt's fought, and they'll tell you he's the hardest hitter that they've faced. Yeah.
0: Woody, here's one for you. Um, basically, that fight he had against Lesnar, this is how tough he is, a lesser bloke would have probably lost and just, just um, given in when he was um, mounted and getting belted. And yeah. Hunt just ate. And, and
2: that's the thing. Mark, <clears throat> not only is Mark Hunt one of the hardest hitters in the heavyweight division, um, he's also got one of the best chins as well. So well pretty much when he got he's knocked very out was usually kicks, out. put it yeah, that way. So he yeah. can take he can take a bit of punishment. Knees and
0: kicks knocked him out. And um, he's, just on Hunt's been
2: fighting his whole life. This yeah. is what he does.
0: Yeah. And the other thing with Hunt, as Woody and I've alluded to in previous pods, the only reason he wasn't the beast in um, UFC is his rules. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. He just
2: he was born to fight, which is actually the title of his autobiography, which just Which I must makes actually borrow sense. off you and read too. Um, yes, and you're welcome to grab that any time. Will do.
0: Now, just to wind up for the last minute of this segment, um, there's been a fighter by the name of Anthony Smith that in recent times has lost fight after fight. And I think even Dana was pointing the finger saying he might be done. Now, all of a sudden, because he wins one fight, Dana's talking him up again. Is that just Dana being stupid or has Anthony got a bit of a future still?
2: I think Anthony Smith is still a very good fighter and probably a top five or six in the light heavyweight division, but he's had a couple of big big knockout losses where he's taken big beatings and we've seen guys struggle to come back from that previously. So he might be in that mix, but we've got very similar thoughts on Dana White. Jim, and I read nothing into what he says.
0: No, he's more likely to step in the back. All right, moving on. We'll hit up our um, next segment, which is cricket. Um, Just briefly, the one-day series, Um, Australia 1-2-1. Any thoughts on that, guys? Um, Even then, Australia were probably stiff um, that they didn't get the third one. Yeah. Uh, It did go down pretty tight in the end. Well,
1: basically, they set up the game, by in the first two games by being able to bat first and make massive totals. Mm-hmm. When you got the runs on the board, it's a little bit different when you try and chase them down, uh, looking at the amount of balls left and, and whatnot. Which...
2: And when you've got Steve Smith in the form that he was, um, Australia's not going to lose too many games when he's doing that sort of stuff.
1: No.
2: So, in the first game, he hit 105 off 66 balls and then... Couple of days later, he comes out and hits 104 from 64. What I've seen Um, interesting best could be ominous signs for India coming up to the test series. Funny thing I
0: did see um, um, in cricket the other day was he was rated as the third best batsman in international cricket. I would argue he's still number one, but interesting. He was number three, was he? Yep, number three. Who, who's they one had, and two? I think they
2: had Kiwi. I was going to say it would be Coley and Williamson, probably <clears throat> yep. one and two, would they? Yep,
0: yep. yep. in that order. And then um, Smith. I I believe Smith's better than both both of them. But Not um, taking
1: anything away, anything away
2: from Coley, he's a superstar. I was just yeah. about to say I'm going to upset a lot of I'm going to upset a <clears throat> lot of listeners here, a lot of cricket lovers, and say that I think Coley's better than Steve Smith.
0: No. I I, I think the difference is Coley's more of an orthodox style batsman compared to Smith. Smith's just a freak. But
2: uh,
1: Coley, yeah, Coley is more natural in his movements.
0: That's right. He's more of a natural batter. Smith is just a freak. And that's why he's hard to bowl to. He's very hard to bowl
2: to. There's there's usually a debate going around when Australia plays India, who's better, Steve Smith or Virat Coley. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, I think they're both, they're both just super close. Depends how you're
0: batsman, exactly though. That's right. It does depend how you're batsman, because um, Smith is certainly not orthodox.
2: No, he's not. But what I think gives Coley the edge is just that competitive nature. No 100%. one can match him in that department.
0: Now, um, I've got listed Woody's got a rant on batters, and I believe this is related to um, the Victorian boy that hit one of the biggest sixes ever by reversing his Uh, um, stance. uh, The the switch hit. The switch hit, correct. Um, Woody's got a bit of a whinge about it, so let's have a listen.
2: I do. And again, this probably isn't going to be popular, but I think the, the game of cricket is trending too much towards the favour of the batsman at the moment. Now, my issue with the switch hit is, before the bowler bowls each delivery, he has to nominate which side of the wicket he's bowling from and the batter needs to generally know which hand the ball's coming out of. Now, a big factor in the decision-making of whether a bowler's coming around or over the wicket is whether he's bowling to a left or right-hander. So I think either you make the switch hit illegal or you bring rules into place that bring it back into the favour or a more neutral favour rather than being lopsided towards the the batsman. And I don't see why you couldn't, if they're going to allow switch hitting, why can't, why does the bowler have to nominate if he's coming around or over the wicket? There's obviously reasons to see why. It would be great to see, and the sight screen's a big reason for that. I understand Thank you. that. Thank But it, wouldn't it be great <laughs> to just see the bowler running up directly behind the umpire and then at the last minute, Pick a side. Because if you're going to allow switch hitting, you should be putting something in there for the bowling side as All right, well. i tell you what we'll do.
0: We'll go find a bloke that bowls at 150 kilometres an hour, right? And we'll let him, um, you know, have the sight screen set on the side because he's meant to be bowling over the wicket, right? And we'll send him around and wicket at you. Let's see how you cope.
2: Just make the sight screen bigger. Have two sight screens. We're not having crowds there at the minute anyway, so it's not going to affect that. Yeah, but
0: it's, it's, an, it's going to affect the game when there's crowds. That's the problem. And the other thing is too, on your little rant um, that I will say is, that means you can blame guys like Graham and that used to reverse sweep, which is not dissimilar to um, the exact thing you're talking about.
2: Yeah, but just...
0: That's where it evolved from.
2: Put something in place for the, for the um, fielding side as well. I don't know what their solution is, but I just think the the way cricket's trending, it's skewed too much in favour of the batsmen.
0: At the bottom line is, no one wants to go and watch eighty runs scored innings because the bowls are dominating. That's the problem.
2: No, I would watch that. A bit of it,
1: yeah. It's a bit, that, You're a lone crusader on that one. That's what test, <laughs> that's what Test cricket is for. I think. I think T20 is for the batsmen. That's right. It's not for the batsmen. But t- t- know, everyone's is, probably
0: sick of hearing about my thoughts t- anyway. Yeah, well, just T20 is a genuine hit and giggle. All right, um, the test series preview. How, does, how do you two guys see it um, playing uh, out? Uh,
1: in terms of the squad, um, I think they're going to go with their incumbents. Uh, and <clears throat> to begin with, I'm not sure how David Warner's going to pull up. Uh, from He's the, already been ruled
2: out of the first test. First
0: test.
1: So that'll open the door for um, a Pekovsky or, or a Harris. I think he
0: shot himself in the foot with um, not scoring in the Australia game.
1: Maybe, but I think you might you might get put in anyway. I think.
2: But and Joe from, Burns isn't in great form himself either. No,
3: uh,
1: but apart but from I that, I
2: think without Warner, without Warner, if they go with Bukowski or Harris, without Warner, I'm tipping they'll probably want an experienced head at the top, so they'll play Burns regardless. Yeah,
1: they, they want Burns to play with Bukowski. <coughs> I don't put yep. two putting two uh, young blokes in at the top of the order on a Test team. Is almost unheard of. You don't see... And people, see and, any, people consistently the world,
0: underestimate the jump from first-class cricket to test cricket. So,
2: Yeah, it is massive. <clears> I still throat> throat> think there's a spot in the test side in the very near future for Matt Renshaw. He came onto the scene a couple of years ago and sort of he's fallen out of favour, but he's been in good form the last 18 months. So yeah, I'd apart, really like to see... Apart because um, he's. He's a throwback test opener, he is. Yeah. Now, the number high six. high premium on his wicket.
1: Number six spot, Woody. Yep. Do you see him sticking with Wade to begin with or giving uh, all-rounder like a Cameron Green, the nod?
2: Well, Cameron Green's in doubt now, actually, because <clears> <throat> he actually, in a tour match either yesterday or today, I can't remember which one, he was bowling and um, the ball comes straight back at him and hit him in the head. So, yeah, yeah. There's a couple, of players, couple see, of
1: players that got they got hit in the melon in the Australia Bay game.
2: Yeah, they have, um, but they they were generally at the crease, but um, and with their helmets on. But obviously, mm. he's bowling and his head's unprotected. So and interesting he's, and to he's see one. how the he Lake pulls Mane up the next two couple guys. of days.
0: I read the late mail today on on some post on social media. Langer is thinking one of the marshes again.
2: Uh, that would not surprise the 37 year old. Wouldn't one. surprise me at all, <clears> but. We've been there and done that, haven't yeah. we? Oh, well, that we're we're already take... over t-
0: time for this area. But before we go, I did have, because Woody missed out on a rant last pod, Woody's rant on sports commentators.
2: This is more to do with sports commentators in women's sport. Now, I actually don't <clears> mind <throat> watching some women's sport, but the the women talk about how they want to be treated equally. Now, when we watch women's sport, the commentary is um, very favourable to the efforts that the women put in. Um, Whereas a a male player in the cricket that drops a sitter, he'll be lambasted by the commentators. um, And the poor effort from a female player will be downplayed. Um, And then their average efforts are talked up, which was no more evident in college football a couple of weeks ago where Vanderbilt actually pl- plucked a player from the women's soccer team to be their kicker for the day. Now, she made one kickoff and the ball went 30 yards. Normally, they go 55. And they named her the player of the week, despite the fact that Vanderbilt punter punted mm. seven times that game for an average of 43 yards. Yeah. And anyway, cool. that's all I've got to say about that
0: Now, um, listeners um, Woody's views are not necessarily MPO's views, so if you have Issues with that, talk to Woody on social media Not MPO, please it's, this
1: is, it's getting out of hand
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: When are people just going to rise up And say we've had enough yeah.
0: And look, in fairness to Woody um, The joker side that I just said um, He is, of, you're obviously um, Saying a developmental sport Like say AFLW You're not that big on them getting cane um, in commentary because you understand it's a developmental sport. But yeah, sports, that's right, but
2: yeah <clears throat> like I said with the cricket, the cricket's very much an established sport for the women. Yep. Um but well, like, the commentators well, here's seem one for you, to... Woody.
0: If you ever watch a netball game at a high level, the commentators bag the netballers. Because yep. it's not a developmental and sport and it's their peers commentating.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing with the, like I said, with the (laughs) college game with Sarah Fuller was the player there and the um, women's cricket we were seeing with the Big Bash staff. Um, There's a lot of male commentators and I think they're very, very careful of trying to stay politically correct. Yep. Yep.
0: Fair call. All right. On to Mount Rushmore, which is one of our regular segments that... um, we all love. And the topic this week is sports stars that died too young. Now, knowing how much time Jeremy's going to take, I'm going to rattle off mine and I'll let you guys go, all right? <clears throat> now, my um, George Washington, considering I'm actually a bit of a sports entertainment fan, and sorry, sports entertainment fans, we had to cut it out this week. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Um, Owen Hart. At thirty-four years of age, had the accident at uh, was it a RAW? Was it on a no, RAW? No, was it a pay per view? Pay per view. Yes. Was it
1: at a? Correct me if i I think was it a um, King of the Ring? It could have been.
0: <clears throat> so look, we probably lost arguably the best of the hearts. Um, many said he um, was probably even a bit better than Brett, even though he, I think it's just his younger years. Another one is Dale Earnhardt that died at Daytona at the age of 49. Um, just for Phil Kimber, who we might actually get to ring in later on for one of the segments, Jim Steins. May not have been a necessarily superstar on the field, but he was a star of the game because of what he's done. And, you know, at, and,
1: and off the ground. Yes, that's and, right.
0: Yes. And my final one is another motorsport fella, and Centre at 34 years of age. Woody, you better go next because we know how long uh, Jeremy's going to go. Just
1: a quick aside. Uh, <laughs> Owen Hart died at the 1999 Over the Edge pay-per-view.
0: There you go. Thank you very much for that. Um, this works well for him on his like, while we do this. It's great. Mm, we'll Our life. stat man over there. Go for it, Woody. <clears
2: <clears <throat> um, I'm going to go with a very obvious one to start with. Now I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. Yep. Um, I don't think we really think need to say too much there. <clears throat> I think that should be known to anyone listening. Um... And most people now would know that I've got a pretty, pretty good uh, deep affection for American football. So that's where I'm going next. I'm going with Pat Tillman. Mm -hmm. Um, So he died at the age of 27 in 2004. He was a safety who played for the Cardinals, I believe. Um, And after the September 11 attacks back in 2001, he quit Football to go join the army To fight over in Afghanistan And died unfortunately from Friendly fire Um, And I'll Keep with the American football And go with Sean Taylor He was another safety for the Washington Redskins Back in the early 2000s And I think he was a top 5 overall pick He died at the age of 24 After he was killed in a home invasion Someone broke into his house And shot and killed him And if you want to look at some of his highlights on YouTube and you like big hits and big tackles, you will not be disappointed. And I'm going way back for my last one with Lou Gehrig. Um, He was a baseballer for the Yankees in the early decades of the 1900s, Um, multiple-time All-Star, and he died at the age of 37 of what's now known as motor neuron disease. Um, but over in America, they generally refer to it as Lou Gehrig's disease. And I'll throw to you, Jazz. Um, you
1: All you righty. We're going with flavours here. You, you always had a bit of an NFL flavour. Um, my pet subject is, uh, op- people who are listening, obviously it's the NBA. So it's got a bit of an NBA flavour, this one. I'm gonna. I'm going to start with Len Bias. Len Bias, he uh, had a stellar career at Maryland and was drafted number two by the Celtics and never <clears throat> never played a game for them. He uh, died of a cocaine overdose. And um, a lot of people say he was every bit as good as a MJ or a Magic Johnson. Who was it? Len Bias.
3: Okay.
1: He was in that class. He was in he, the, that's what people were projecting. He was he was that Don't high, do drugs, kids. Yeah. Was he as good as Earl Manigo? He was he was every bit as good as Earl. Uh had him had him covered. Uh also sticking with the NBA, um, Drazen Petrovic. He uh he tragically died in a in a vehicle accident. Um he was kind of he was a bit ahead of ahead of his time, Drazen. Um he was kind of the sort of Small forward that played D and uh, and was, was a very very good shooter. He was probably one of the one of the first real <clears throat> marksmen shooting from three. Uh, there wasn't many of those getting around in those days. Obviously, people who watch the NBA today, that's mm-hmm. all, people, all people do is jack up three. Yep. Um, but back back then, Drazen, he um, back then Drazen, he. He was a very, he was a dead-eyed dick, basically. Mm-hmm. One of the best one of the best to ever do it. Um, and had he played his whole career, he'd probably be up there with a Reggie Miller, Ray Allen or Steph Curry. <coughs> uh, that's, as good, that's how good he was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, the, the next one uh, is Darren Mullane, who played for the...
0: We won't mention the club, but he played yeah, football. In, yeah. That club. That yes. AFL level.
1: <laughs> Darren Mullane. Played, played for the Pies and uh, you mentioned the club yeah, that's, as long as you didn't. That's all right. <laughs> um, again. Mm. A vehicle accident, this time, I'll drink driving, which is uh, Darren was kind of known for. He uh, enjoying the
0: enjoying the tins, he may have played at the wrong club. I would have thought he was a St S- S- Kilda player being a party yes, boy. Yes, yes. No,
1: he's was played very, <coughs> very much a party boy, Mr. Malone. He um, he, he enjoyed knocking the top off a few, a few uh sparkling ales and one time we got him and people underestimate how good a player Darren Mullane actually was. He played that
0: 1990 grand final for Broken Thumb so he could play. Yes, he was
1: a good very, very good tough player. He would have been a very exalted figure if he kept going the way he was projecting and obviously Kobe Bryant. Uh, Mm -hmm. Funny story about Kobe he actually requested to be traded much like James Harden was before and they almost had a deal done with Detroit, and uh, the the owner of the Lakers, Jerry Buss, who's uh, passed away now, um, he basically came in and said, "No, no, no, we're we're not <clears throat> we're not trading Kobe." How old was he at the time? Um, it was just probably a year or two after Shaq departed from Miami. So. And then they
0: had another run.
1: Yeah. Um, so Dr. Buss said, no, 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 we're not trading Kobe under any circumstances. So he came in and vetoed that. And, they, and uh, they ended up getting handed Pau Gasol by the NBA. But let's face it, they handed Pau Gasol to Gasol to, to the Lakers. And the rest is history. They've they won a couple of championships. There's a lot of players who did want out and stayed and won championships in the NBA. A surprising amount, actually.
0: Hmm. Um, all right. Thanks, Jeremy. And just before we move on, just an honourable mention um, uh, An Australian golfer That passed away Not that long ago Jared Lyle it Was quite a gifted Very one young from she- Very yep. young headed, very um, and, um, He was 36 years old 30,
2: Much past
0: 30 No 36 And he was Originated from Shepparton And he was Actually living in Torquay At the time when he passed away And that was quite sad Left a young family And he was A really Really good golfer
2: yeah, oh, right, so A lot of battles With leukemia I think it was
0: Yeah It was like the second or third bout he got that got him. Yeah. But, um, he got into remission that. All right, straight down the guts. Um, we've only got the one question this week, have we? Woody, is that correct? We do, yes. <clears throat> All right, so I'll give it to you. Um, boys, this is from Josh Button, and it's on the old Twitter. He's tweeted, How can the NFL justify making the Broncos play on with no quarterback available?
1: Uh, It's been their theme throughout the whole season, uh, kind of. No matter what, it seemed to be ploughing on uh, in terms of the in terms of any COVID mess. Really, (coughs) Mm -hmm. I think they were just in keeping with their their protocols this year. um, Although it's it's funny, as soon as Lamar Jackson or some awesome Ravens players went out with COVID, they they delayed that game, didn't they? But um,
2: that was a bit different, though, (laughs) because the The Broncos really only had their quarterbacks out. Yeah. Whereas the Ravens had 20-something players. So it's a bit different there. And a lot of the stuff with the Broncos was a bit self-inflicted because the NFL rules stipulated that if you're going to be training in close proximity, you wear your masks. um, Or otherwise, you've got to be out for a certain period of time with the contact tracing. So one of the quarterbacks tested positive. um, And the day before, none of the other quarterbacks... In the group wore their masks So it was a little bit self-inflicted Yep
1: yeah. uh,
0: Self-inflicted or just, just idiotic? well, I- I- idiotics? Idiotics
2: yeah. yeah, much Much the same, yeah So a lot of people say it's unfair on the backup quarterbacks That never got their chance Well, guess what, they did have their chance And they blew it Because <laughs> if they wore their masks they would have been able to play Alright, cool
0: Well, so Listeners Please hit us up with questions before the next podcast and we will do our darndest to um, address them. We're now up to Wing It, which is the old, uh, we give you ridiculous predictions and see if they come up. So, um, Woody, do you want to give us a bit of a track, retrack track on um, what we've done in the past, if anything's live still or if anything's failed or still, you know, was successful even?
2: Yep, so I've got a bit of a running tally here. So we've had nine predictions each so far. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you've, Jeremy's jeremy got two that are still live and he's got seven wrong and none correct. So well done there, Jez. Yes, uh, hey. Um,
1: well, hey, off, hey, hey, we're, hey, we're still, two, <laughs>
2: still two live. We're hanging on to those. <laughs> oh, that's right, there is. Um, Tim has two two live ones. He's had five wrong, but he's got two correct. And I've got three live ones and I've had four wrong and I've got two correct. And one of those is very Mm. recent when I said Russell Westbrook would not be suiting up for the Rockets this season. Um, And he's been traded to Washington. And Jeremy got one wrong with the NBA draft when he said um, the Warriors would trade their second pick for an established star, but The Clay Thompson injury probably affected that. I
1: think that made it null and void. You still got it wrong, Jeremy,
2: and that's what's important.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, so I guess we need to fire up with some new predictions. What's yours, Woody?
2: Um, I'm going to college football. Um, Their season's close to winding down and getting into the playoffs. I'm going to say that Kyle Trask from the Florida Gators will win the Heisman Trophy.
1: He's one of it. one of a few
2: contenders, isn't he? Certainly. Is. Yeah, oh. it's um he's definitely up there. That's for sure. He's had a great year.
0: All right, Jeremy,
1: yours. Um, I'm going to stick with the Rockets' flavour because <clears throat> everybody seems to want out of Houston at the moment. And I'm I'm going to I reckon that just for the time being, I think the Rockets are going to stick fat, and I think Harden will start the season. Okay. Start the season as a Rocket. And uh, at least play the first couple of months
0: or so. Okay. My prediction is that Nathan Buckley and Tanya Buckley will reconcile within the next 12 months.
1: Ooh, that's, uh, that's in keeping with our NPO sports.
0: It's the sport of John love. Right? It's the sport of
1: love. It is. It is. And uh, look, he's a sports figure, isn't he?
0: Yes. And I have predicted that... It's a um, stretch.
1: It is a stretch.
0: Well, I've predicted that um, Daniel Andrews is going to get egged. That's not exactly a sport, neither. Mm-hmm. Unless it was from a Collingwood supporter. We
1: don't, we don't want to cast aspersions no, here on the NPO Sports Podcast. We're not about that. Do you think there was any foul play on Buck's behalf? Um,
0: I believe... He wasn't
1: fraternising with...
0: My understanding is that tennis can be a contact sport. Well, we'll just leave it there. I, I think that. we will. I think we will. So that was that segment, um, which is our um, winging it. We're now moved on to um, it's only money. And Jeremy's going to get on his phone and call up a, a um, person we're going to probably regularly call up to give us a leg so we have a four-leg multi for everyone. And uh, he's seen on the
1: pod before this bit. He has.
0: I um, mean, he was a guest on our last pod. He was in person. He had to hurdle a fence to get into the studio and did an injury. But he is here. (laughs) And we've got him on the... Hey, Here we go. We've got Philip Kimber live on the NPO Sports Podcast. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Very good. Um, You're joined by Jeremy and Woody. Um, We're at that segment we're going to get you to ring in every week on with us. So every episode. It's only money. Where we do our multi. What is your leg for this multi that we're putting together, mate? Yeah, my, leg, my leg. tonight is boys.
3: Um, uh, it's it's to do with my great team Arsenal. But I'm not I'm not choosing
1: Arsenal because they're absolutely rubbish at the moment, and that would be uh, just throwing your money into a, into a, a fire pit. Look, oh, you, you're <laughs> you uh, going you're going against your mob, Philip. Going against my mob, mate, because I'll tell you what, there's a team that they're playing next week called Southampton, and this is an absolute steal, I reckon. A double chance, so we need only Southampton to win or to draw, and it's paying $1.72. Now, if that's not money for jam, I don't know what is,
0: lads. No, nah, that's a fair call, and we do know if anyone's going to self destruct, Arsenal are good at it. They are. Indeed, my friend, they
1: are, indeed. And uh, Southampton are sitting fifth on the table for people who don't know. Um, yeah, they're not
0: exactly a bogey team. Man.
1: Uh, how many spots above <coughs> Arsenal was that, Philip? Uh, they're, they're about 10 spots higher up than Arsenal, mate. No yeah, no. so uh, the, yeah, the dollar, dollar eighty-seven
3: or
2: whatever
0: mm. it
1: was. Is a, yeah,
0: it's yeah. pretty good. Um, Phil, just a quick question. Would yeah. you would you know the odds of Arsenal falling into relegation at the end of the season? Is it uh, odds uh, paying out? off the top of my head, I do know bob had them at uh, 375 to finish bottom 10. So that could be,
3: I think that was Palm a bit. But, but uh, yeah, I, I can't see them getting relegated. But um, you, you'd probably be able to get some good odds for that,
0: I reckon, at the moment. Yeah, b- bottom half, it'd certainly be a good fair bet <laughs> at the moment. Sure. Yeah, that's looking like a short thing at the moment. Mind you, that's coming from a Manchester United fan, so I can't really talk. But then we've turned it on last month, but that's all right. Um, Indeed. Yes. All right, Um, Woody, what's your leg, mate?
2: Um, I'm going to the NFL. Um, So, Ravens play the Browns this week on Tuesday morning, our time, and I'm taking the total points at over 47.5 for $1.97.
1: Okay. Total points. At, uh, repeat that to me, Woody.
2: Total points over forty-seven and a half mm-hmm.
1: at a dollar ninety-seven. Total points over forty-seven and a half. And and which teams are
2: playing, Woody? That's the Ravens and the Browns. Ravens, Ravens and Browns. Browns. Yeah.
1: There, there you go. Just for Philip Kimber, who I don't think he can actually <coughs> hear anything. No, I can't
0: hear that. No. Yeah, so what what we should have said and what we'll do in the future if someone's um, actually on Zoom with us, mate, we'll actually repeat what they say so you know what's going on. Just um, a technical difficulty there. Um, Jeremy, what's yours? I have um, a bit of an A-League bit, which is not too far away. Yes, and we did try and tap into our resident expert on the A League, and he hasn't got back to us whether it's a good bet. But, but so we're we, going to fly by ourselves. We, uh, we have a new
1: we have a new club coming into the A League this upcoming season, the Macarthur FC, and they play their first game against Western Sydney Wanderers, and they're um, they're paying. I do believe they're paying uh, two dollars seventy five.
0: To win it's <clears throat> not bad that's just a straight out win too isn't it that's yes, not it's
1: just a straight that's just a straight <clears throat> win uh, any thoughts on that Philip oh I like that yes yes uh, the first <clears throat> first game they had recruited quite well uh, MacArthur FC so they've got a pretty they've got a pretty good squad so I uh, yeah yeah I, I did I did like the
0: look of that. I thought it was quite juicy when I saw it. Would that be as juicy as a certain weather presenter's juicy bits? Hmm.
1: Uh, no, I'm not, I have no, uh, I, 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 have, I have no bias between any any uh, any, any weather presenter any presenters. Never would it be
0: stuff? as juicy as some melons can be. I
1: do I do I do like a melon
0: tip. <laughs> All right, now mine is, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I think it's the 18th of um, this month, which is, I think, today week. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, it'll be Friday next week, not today week, because this is Thursday, remember, guys. Um, I am going to take Manchester United by by one and a half goals, 1.5 goals or more. Uh, Two dollars against Sheffield United, and uh, United are away like to Sheffield, and United's form away is pretty good this year. Their home form's crap, so I think that's quite a good little uh, payout.
2: I uh, I think um, they're all pr- pretty handy legs, to be honest. Like mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, what do you think's is quite handy, Phil? All these legs, so we might have to load up. We might have to do a four-way partnership and hit it up hard. Uh, <laughs> Philip, uh, you may you may even be able to
1: part with ten of your hard-earned to uh, just chuck on those four legs, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, shooting them over three.
3: I'll be chucking <laughs> a, 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 a
2: tenner on those, sure, mate. Sounds good. So what we'll do a, is we a, might... You know, um.
3: 20 instead, mate, just go, just, you know, live dangerously. <laughs>
2: And very, very we might awesome. put them on our page just with a with a total price for that multi um, after we post the episode as well.
0: Yep, yep. Woody's just suggesting um, Phil that we'll um, put on our page the actual bets and um, the prices and that uh, when we put up the episode, so people can actually uh, latch to that as well. And uh, just quickly, just quickly, uh, just quickly, Phil, before you leave us, have you been
1: a busy man? Uh, yeah, busy. Mate,
0: it's been. Pretty-
1: I'll just leave it there. We don't want to turn it into any other segment. No, 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 no. 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 I've
3: been uh, just, just busy uh, actually doing a bit of FIFA Ultimate Team while I'm chatting to you, lovely gents. So just been getting stuck into the PS5, mate. So. Uh, yes, um, well. listeners,
0: don't forget the PS5. If you can get hold of one, apparently, Phil can tell you, they're pretty good. What are they worth out of 10 if you're going to give them a grading? <sighs>
1: Uh, there, there you go, sure and Philip um, and... Philip uh, mm. deliberately yeah, Philip deliberately won't get a second controller, so I'll, so I can't walk in Not <laughs> mm. if you want to pay
0: the
2: hundred and ten bucks for the controller, be my guest.
0: Uh, <laughs> I may
1: well yeah. I may well have a machine of my own, Philip. So we uh, I may be able to oh, transport nice. a controller, <clears throat> maybe to your domicile.
0: Is Sonic bringing you oh, a, I a PlayStation it. Five? I, was, I
1: said may I didn't. Uh, by no means, as
0: I, uh... Well, if he does, make sure you get two so I can come around and play NBA with yeah, you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, all right. We're going to wind this. All right, up. All right, so we've been we let you go, Phil. Thanks for joining us, and we'll give you a buzz next episode and do the same thing. Too easy. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. No worries. You too, mate. Thanks, bye. bye. Yeah, boy. Well, we've now hit the finish line of yet another episode. Um... Thanks for joining us, Jeremy and Aaron. I thanks. hope you've enjoyed your little discussions with us. Yeah, thanks, boys.
2: Always fun. As always, yep. It was good. Just before we go as well, I've yep. mentioned college football a couple of times here. Um, so for a couple of people out there that might be interested in college football, um, check out the College Football Down Under podcast. A um, couple of Aussie blokes from Adelaide that give a very, very good um, rundown and previews of what's going on over there. So... Um, if you're partial to a podcast, check them out.
3: What
2: do
0: you think? going to get this like, you Bloody hell. Uh, it's like technical difficulties. Someone was just um, pressed the wrong button. I, I apologise. Uh, it's time to let everyone go and, you know, do whatever you're going to do, whether it be um, listen to another podcast or prepare some questions to send it, why, our way.
1: Why, why would anybody be listening to another podcast?
0: Well, this is, this is right. This is right. So um, by all means, fire the questions in for the next episode. Stay tuned. In between episodes, we'll probably do another uh, NFL lines um, game of the century between Jeremy and Woody. Other than that, I'd like to give um, Josh Watson, our, well, we'll say producer slash editor, a bit of a plug. Thanks, Josh. Keep up the good work. And Zaggy 2, the um, artist musically that he uses for our music throughout the pod. Also, um, yeah, uh, thanks to that Josh and Zaggy too. So it's goodbye from myself. It's goodbye from Woody. Is it Woody? Is it goodbye? Indeed. Thanks yes. for
2: tuning in again, guys.
0: And Jeremy, is it goodbye from you, mate? Goodbye from me. All right. Catches on the flip side.